Welcome to the Ordinary Saints podcast. This is Richard, and I've got lots of people joining me this evening. So who have we got here on the podcast this evening? I got Sarah West, Grace Cox, and Emily Colgan. Woohoo! So today has been the first day of lockdown, and we got chatting this afternoon and thought maybe we will put a quick bonus episode of the podcast out from members of the Ordinary Saints community sharing some thoughts on lockdown. So I had an initial thought in the form of a proverb, and the proverb is, may you live in interesting times. And this is a proverb which has often been claimed to be Chinese in origin. That actually is probably not true. It seems to be English in origin. And the idea is that it's both, it sounds like a blessing, but it's also kind of a curse. The idea being, if you live in interesting times, well, interesting times means there's probably a whole lot of drama going on and uninteresting times might be more peaceful and sedate. Anyway, my point is that we kind of are living in interesting times. We're living in interesting times in the sense of there is this global pandemic. Uh, It's had impacts on people across the world and has kind of a fresh expression in that this is the first time the Delta variant has made it into our country and hence we have a nationwide lockdown for three days and for those of us living in Auckland we're in lockdown for another seven days. So anyway we thought we might have a quick chat about how we're finding it because lockdown as I say is a bit of a mixed bag. So here are some thoughts from the Ordinary Saints crew. Yeah, so I heard about the lockdown, the imminent lockdown when I was driving. Uh, Someone actually flicked me a message through to my phone and I was parked at the time. He said, oh, have you heard about the the case in the community? And I was like, oh, no, I haven't. And sort of just thought, oh, yeah, I'll just have a look later. (laughs) For some reason, I didn't think I should actually just check on that. But then I had, I was listening to the radio and I got more information about it and realized, okay, no, no, this is probably going to be a lockdown. So I whipped on my mask. And I went to Gordon Harris and I bought some lino printing supplies because I was nearly out. And if I'm going to be in lockdown, I am going to need to do some serious arting. So that was my, that was my response. <laughs> I know that arting isn't really a word, but it's one I'm using. Now, I sound very uh, trivial about all of this. It, I'm not. This is just my way of coping, you know, talking casually about it, thinking, what am I going to do to get through? Because I think that's one of the things that is the hardest about lockdowns. It's the isolation. I'm a mum. I've got two young kids at home. I've got to just think, how am I going to get through this? How am I getting my family through this? You know, while also keeping the whole country in our prayers and, and the world really, and what's a really difficult and strange time. So it's similar to Sarah, I heard through somebody else that there was a community case. I was at work at the time and this just kind of immediate panic rose in the office about, do we go home now? Do we go get food? What do we do? As I've mentioned in a previous podcast, I'm a community worker. So lots of our thoughts were around how do we prepare the families that we're working with for a lockdown. Um, Lots of them don't have the resources or the ability to get to shops when they've got small children and things like that. So Yes, a lot of our thoughts were to kind of the communities that we work with and how we can support them initially while we can still see them, but responsibly. 
uh, and then went to how am I going to manage this? I sit with quite a lot of anxiety around pandemics. I think lots of us do. I am immune compromised, so lots of these kind of events stir up lots of anxieties around my own kind of health and well-being and and that kind of thing. So yeah, just trying to take it one day at a time and find some routine and yeah, hope for the best really. So I also heard the news of the lockdown on the radio. When I heard about the lockdown, I think the first place that I went to was also like Grace. I had a sense of anxiety. I am part of a multi-generational family and we all are part of the same bubble. So we've got four generations who are part of our bubble from my 93-year-old grandmama down to my three-year-old niece. There are four kids and, and six adults, which should be a good adult to child ratio, but somehow isn't quite enough. I work um, as a lecturer and so trying to balance the needs of a very busy household with the needs of my students can be quite stressful. Running lectures online while I have children climbing on my shoulders is, is kind of tricky. It also means that for me my my research goes out the window. I don't I don't get a lot of time for that, which I find quite stressful. But once I get into the zone of just kind of letting that go and knowing that I'm actually not going to be able to do some parts of my job, like the research and writing stuff, which needs sustained periods of quiet, I'm, I, I settle into a slightly better rhythm. I do, however, really love being in my pajamas. And so that for me is a huge bonus of being in lockdown. Feel the comfort of being in pajamas. Okay, so hands up though. Of all of four of us in this Zoom recording, who is wearing pajama pants? Oh, just Emily and me. It's only 50%. That, we yeah. work on that. It's just that I didn't have any Zoom meetings this morning. So I was in pajamas most until about lunchtime. And then I had back-to-back meetings and figured I should look vaguely presentable to my, my boss. I'm still not convinced, though, that you have to wear anything but pajama pants on the bottom half. 100%. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's because I'm wearing a dress. So... You're wearing a dress? Yeah. I'm so impressed. <laughs> it's just real comfy. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. I have to say, I lecture in my pajamas. I hope none of my students are listening to this. Business on the yeah. top, comfort on the bottom. Fair. Totally. Do you have a favorite and- pair of pajamas? Yeah, I have a couple of favorite pairs. Cotton, just nice and slouchy, comfy. <laughs> Mine are Paddington pajamas. Quite cool like Paddington beer yeah nice actually there's a story this is an incentive for those who listen to our podcast there's a story about my pajama pants in a previous lockdown on our first level four lockdown in fact last year when I was taking night prayer I won't tell the whole story again but it's quite funny so if you'd like to hear a good lockdown pajama pants story feel free to listen to I believe it was was it our first or second podcast was it night prayer yeah there's a goodie yeah I hope that doesn't happen again I've learned my lesson speaking of that era though I was um during that story leading a night prayer for the daily offices now Richard you mentioned that today uh you just a little announcement podcast which was really great thanks for doing that and so that is a good opportunity now for us to talk about the daily offices So in March last year, when New Zealand went into our first level four lockdown, a group called Adjust, which is the Diocese of Auckland Anglicans for Social Justice group. Young Anglicans for Social Justice. Young Anglicans, even. (laughs) 
got together and had a conversation about how we could contribute to the life of the diocese as we entered a new phase of our life together. And one of our amazing members, Jessica Hughes, came up with this idea of running an online prayer service three times a day. So we established a, 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 a prayer rhythm of life, really, which was online, morning prayer, midday prayer, and afternoon prayer. And we used the, the prayers that are found in our Anglican prayer book, the Karakia Mihinari o Aotearoa, the New Zealand Anglican prayer book. And for the whole of lockdown last year, we prayed these three prayers each day. And we ended up having a list of volunteers who volunteered to, to lead those prayers for us from all over the country, which was really beautiful and wonderful. And we, in the end, kind of, this, kind of formed this amazing online community um, of people who led, but then also people who participated. It was uh, a really beautiful thing. Yeah, I found it incredibly encouraging. I remember that I just kicked it off. And so we started to lead those prayers, like live stream those prayers three times a day. And we put out a request for volunteers thinking, hey, does anyone else want to have a go at leading these live stream prayers? And within a week, I think we had 30 plus volunteers which was fantastic because it just meant that it wasn't always like one or two people leading prayers. You know, it, it was, it didn't feel very stressful. And I think in lockdown, particularly those, I mean, for everyone, but for those in ministry, I think it, there was a real strain as well on how do I care for my community in this time? How do I care uh, for this, you know, parish that I might be responsible for quote unquote or whatever. And it sort of took the pressure off a bit for some people. I think the fact that there were these prayers rolling around um, three times a day and they could do one or two a week um, max and could plug their community into these prayers, but they were corporate. They were bigger than just one parish. You know, they were connected. We had people listening and leading from all across Aotearoa. And I found that was a really beautiful thing. The other thing I love about it is that it's kind of interactive. You know, you think of a live stream as not being interactive, but actually what's great is when I'm watching, like I've, we've just before recording this had a night prayer uh, led by the Reverend Claire Barry and she, um, as she was praying, you know, there's all these comments popping up, you know, prayer hands, little hearts, you know, and various comments uh, as she moves through the prayers. And for me, it really does enhance that sense of connectedness while in lockdown. Yeah, I've been finding it really fantastic. And I love that we've been able to launch it again so quickly. I will make sure that I put the link for the Daily Officers Facebook page in the notes of this podcast. So if this is something that you think will help you through lockdown, you can connect that way. Uh, and the nice thing is that when you go to watch one of the daily offices, there are lots of notes provided as to where you can go and follow the service. So if you're someone who actually wants to read along with the service, uh, the New Zealand Prayer Book, which uh, is the source of the services that we use, is available online and you can connect into it uh, and read along for yourself if you would like to do that too. One of the things that I think lots of people mentioned from the daily offices initiative, I guess, was that lo lots of people who, who listened hadn't necessarily been introduced or weren't particularly familiar with the New Zealand prayer book and that was really positive for some people. Yeah I had a lot of conversations with people during that time who were getting in touch and saying whoa I never knew the prayer book was so cool you know it's so awesome and I know we've talked about this a bit when we've talked about liturgy and the prayer book so there's another plug to one of our previous podcasts 
but I think it is really easy to sort of see our prayer book for those in, in New Zealand and sort of think, oh, it's just kind of this old dusty book that's used by priests. And yes, that's true. It is sometimes dusty and is often used by priests, but it's not just for priests, you know, it's for the whole Anglican communion and anyone else who wants to plug into it. Now, night prayer and morning prayer, but also, you know, midday prayer, they're all really beautiful liturgies. And I think one thing that really struck me today when I was listening to Claire leading was that I knew night prayer entirely off by heart. Now, I, I guess part of me would have known that already, but I guess just having that in the background and saying it out loud and praying along with Claire it was really awesome just to realize, as Richard put it earlier when we were discussing, that liturgy has sunken into my bones. You know, I know that liturgy through and through. And it's, I guess that's the function of liturgy, is that when we hear it over and over again, we don't just hear it. You know, we, we actually internalize it, memorize it, and it becomes part of something that's kind of written onto your heart, as well as, you know, something you're saying out your lips. For me, there's a really, a really important sense of being held in prayer by a greater community. Having that rhythm as, as kind of touchstones or anchor points throughout my day is really grounding, I think. Yes, yeah, certainly that sense of connection is really important for me, I find, especially at the moment where you really can't go far from your home because of the, the risks of exposure to COVID. Being able to connect with people beyond the people I cohabit with is, is really, really helpful. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's a little bit about the daily offices, and that's something that you are welcome to join in with. But we also thought we'd just spend a couple of minutes talking about some other things that we found helpful, because self-care in lockdown is really important. Uh, so one of the things I enjoy doing to take care of myself is to bust out the record player and to play some music on vinyl record. And I do this as a self-care thing because I find when I use records, I listen to music really, really differently. Often when I'm listening to things on my, you know, my iPhone, which is what I tend to listen to or in the car or whatever, often we go for playlists and it's a bit random. But there's something about having a record and placing it on the record player and kind of listening to it the whole way through, having invested the time of having got this big disc out of its sleeve and placed it on the turntable kind of had to work harder to get my music so I, I make more out of it it's a nice thing to just go hey I do have some time this is a little thing I can do for myself uh, in terms of getting some time out and some headspace of my own and uh, it's quite nice and actually other people enjoy it too so it's a nice thing to be able to share so when it comes to self-care for me, I like to take a pretty holistic approach. So there's this model of self-care called Tefari Tapafa, which is around kind of the four walls of a house and around how you need to attend to each of those walls to keep the house standing, really. Um, it's a bit of a metaphor. So it takes into consideration four areas of well-being. Uh, so it's spirituality, whānau and social connection, mental health and physical health. So I like to include in my daily life something that will address each of those things. Um, so we've talked about the daily office. That's a pretty important one during lockdown for me. In terms of whānau, I love getting connected in with my friends and my family. Um, phone calls, checking in with my friends through social media is really helpful. For my mental health, uh, the biggest thing I can do for myself is make sure I get outside every day, even when it was pouring down with rain this evening. Um, standing outside and just taking a moment was really helpful to ground me. 
and physical health, moving my body as much as I can um, throughout the day, um, getting up from my desk at work um, in my work office um, and moving spaces is really helpful. That's really brilliant, Grace. I love those different, you know, those four walls. I think that is so holistic. And, you know, for me, I know you mentioned before, Grace, that you're immunocompromised. So am I. And obviously, you know, struggle with some chronic health stuff. And so for me, I think uh, I mentioned earlier, art being really important for me, because when I'm not able to get up and move around or, or sort of be as active as I would want to do, I can still use my hands and my mind and my heart and spirit to be engaged in this practice. And so I think it's funny that, you know, the first thing I thought of when I heard about the lockdown coming was I need more art supplies. And it's just funny, you know, we sort of sometimes instinctively know what we need, but other times we do need to push. I think one of the ones that I definitely need to push with sometimes is staying connected. I find it real easy to sort of just pull away and I'm an introvert. I may not sound like it, but I am an introvert. I can get quite into my own head. And so it is quite awesome to be able to have people that, you know, I check in on, but they check in on me as well. And just to say, how are you doing today? And it doesn't need to be a big, heavy chat. You know, it can just be, you know, what's this fun thing you've done today? Or, you know, what are you up to? How are the kids? Or that kind of thing. And I think that sense of connectedness is really important. But also that, yeah, that spiritual element as well is, okay, how, you know, how am I going to weave prayer and spiritual practice into this time when I'm not able to gather with others for prayer? And, you know, it's kind of an opportunity for us to plug into something new, perhaps, if we haven't before. And I think, obviously, we've mentioned the daily offices, but there's a few other things for me that I really like to delve into as well. I really, really enjoy um, the examen or the examine, I don't know, how it's meant to be said examine sounds fancy so I'm just going to go with that but I really enjoy that during lockdown because it forces me to recall the moments where in what could otherwise be quite a mundane experience you know the same day again inside you know it forces me to think about the moments that I'm grateful for but also the moments where God was present and of course, you know, we can argue God is present at all times, but I think we all have those breakaway moments, you know, where we sense that God is present at some time in our day in a way that's quite unique. You know, I had that just before I was listening to night prayer and um, Claire read out uh, Psalm 91. Now I've just prepared a print based on Psalm 91. And as I heard it, being read out I thought oh my goodness you know that's just kind of like a a tap from the spirit you know I'm with you so I'm going to take that to my examine tonight but there's one of those moments you know and I heard a tui outside before and a tui is quite important to me and various other things where I can just get wind of the spirit or God at work in a life at the moment that seems very mundane for me, I mentioned that my bubble is quite big. We've got 10 people. So for me, self-care involves disconnecting from people. Um, I'm extroverted and I need to disconnect from people sometimes during lockdown. So I try really hard to get outside and to go for a walk. And for me, that's a really, really important part of my self-care. I try and go by myself and just being outside Often I listen to podcasts, including, of course, the Ordinary Saints podcast, but also other podcasts, true crime podcasts in particular. 
is a bit of a guilty pleasure. But for me, being outside is about connecting with that which is bigger than me. And it really helps get me into a space where I can have a little bit of perspective because I know um, things can become quite big and overwhelming and little things can become big things when you're in a, a smallish space. You can kind of get the, that cabin fever thing going. So for me, getting outside, we've got a maunga um, just next to our house, Ohenido, um, climbing that maunga, looking out to Rangitoto across the Waitemata really gives me a sense of connection with that which is so much bigger with, than me and I find that really meaningful and for me that's kind of my my self-care my God moments and uh, it, it kind of helps keep me on track. Thanks everyone for sharing all of your thoughts on this the first day of Aotearoa New Zealand uh, pyjama day because uh, we have entered the pyjama season of lockdown. Uh, but it's so great to share those ideas. Um, I'm sure uh, our listeners will really appreciate thinking about those things because we're thinking about all of the people in our community. So yes, from all of us on the podcast today, please do stay safe, look after yourselves, look after those you love, connect with people and make the most of this time, uh, whatever that is, and do what you need to do to uh, get through. And uh, we might drop a, another podcast or two next week. We'll see what uh, what eventuates. Kia ho maru whanau.